Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of What's the Lesson podcast. And boy, do we have a treat for you today. We know social media can be a real double-edged sword. It's awesome for keeping up with friends as well as the latest trends, but let's be honest, it can really mess with your self-image. So today, we're diving deep into the topic with none other than Dr. Ricky Brown. Now, Dr. Brown isn't your ordinary plastic surgeon. With a whopping 8 million followers on TikTok as the real TikTok doc, he not only has a good pulse on the social media landscape, he's also using his platform to educate and drop some serious truth bombs about self-esteem, self-image, and what it takes to feel beautiful both inside and out. Hint, hint, it's not the bold glamour filter. Not only is Dr. Brown killing it in the online space, but he's also got an incredibly successful practice right here in sunny Scottsdale and brings a unique perspective to the table about what he's seeing and not seeing in his practice, largely based on how he chooses to approach health and wellness beyond the operating table. So grab your favorite sparkling water, get comfy, and let's get the lowdown from Dr. Ricky Brown. You won't want to miss this conversation. Trust us. Let's get into it. Welcome to What's the Lesson, the podcast that takes you on a deep dive into the world of character development. We're Jill and Mary, the dynamic duo behind Girls Mentorship. We foster self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-awareness for tween and teen girls, along with their invaluable network of supporters through events, resources, and mentorship. Picture us as your coaches, walking alongside you through the world of social-emotional learning, and think of this podcast as your own personal roadmap. We'll support you in discovering obstacles that might be holding you back, and gain clarity on why this work is a game changer, not only for your growth, but for the next generation of leaders as well. Alongside our fantastic guests, we're here to share knowledge about how you can change old patterns of behavior and make sense of those WTF moments, shifting them into lessons that can drastically improve your life instead. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a superhero stay-at-home mom, or someone fueled by boundless curiosity, our mission is crystal clear. To supercharge your emotional intelligence and sprinkle the magic of SEL into every corner of your life. The real TikTok doc on the other (laughs) side of the table from Jill and I. Ricky B, what's going on? Not much. How are you? Oh, so good. I feel like before we even get started in the conversation, Jill and I both know Ricky in different facets of our life. So Mm -hmm. I met the Browns, both Alexis and Ricky, at our CrossFit gym. So we both used to go to Blur back in the day. I think this, when I started, it was 2011, 2012. And I think that you and Alexis came really short after that. Yeah, 13 was when I started. Well, and if you have ever done CrossFit, Jill's a CrossFitter. We're all CrossFitters here. You know how tight-knit the community is. So once you meet your people, once you find your gym, Mm -hmm. um, you like live life together. So it's been cool to grow and like come up together in a way because you got to see me in a really, I would say, valley part of my life. There was a lot of um, family, as we were talking before this, we hit record, there was a lot of family trauma going on around myself and my sister and stepping in to really help her when she was 
a freshman in high school. And that took a drain on me, which is a big part of why I loved CrossFit. Mm -hmm. But now we're taking what Jill and I are taking what that was for me and we're using it as a business. And now we get to have fun conversations with you. We'll get into what we're talking about here soon. But Mm -hmm. Jill, do you want to go down the rabbit hole as far as how you know Ricky B? Yes. Because again, the red thread that lives on with a lot of the people that we know is Lululemon. Yes. So I remember meeting you guys. I'm pretty sure you and Alexis had just gotten married. It was... um, Wait, no, we met, we got married in 06. Yeah, I was. Did you meet her way back then? I met her. So you guys were only maybe a few years into marriage. Gotcha. Yeah. And I just remember meeting you at Lululemon. And so I got to see. Like 09. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yep. Um, So I got to see, obviously, your love for one another really mm-hmm. blossom and bloom. But yep. I think again, the connection of us working out together, yeah. um, being of, I mean, like-mindedness around CrossFit really yep. drew us together, but Lululemon brought the most amazing people into my life. And then fast forward, um, your wife and I have always stayed connected mm-hmm. with, um, one another, but I think the coolest part is now I get to see you, um, have such a booming, successful business and really have, um, a, a different way that you approach your business, which we'll get in, in, into in a second, mm-hmm. but where I got to see you a lot was at jujitsu. Yeah. So my boys, your boys would be on the mats together and nothing brings me more joy than seeing people really evolve mm-hmm. in their lives and, and, you know, get married and then have kids. So, um, yeah, it's been a really fun journey to know you personally. Yep. Um, and your family's just so incredibly beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Same, same to you. Thank and you. you, I'm sure one day. Well, no, I get to have my family in our business. No, so that's I, don't, awesome. I, don't, I don't want kids. That's, that's something that I haven't wanted for a long time, just based on a yeah. lot of what I've been yeah. through. But what's cool about my not wanting of kids is I really get to express that within our business. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. even before we hit record again today, like we get to see your kids still, which is wild because we work with local school districts. So yeah. we get to see them in action at some of the schools that we're, we're connected to. And it's been fun to see them grow yeah. up because they were always at the gym, whether it was at CrossFit Blur or with Carson at uh, FSI, like we've, we've really gotten to grow together and then obviously grow apart. There's been Mm -hmm. years in between those connection points, but what we know in our business is what you do, which, what do you do? What do you do? Real tech talk talk. And that's not really (laughs) a a social media star. Um, no, I'm, I'm a plastic surgeon. So I'm a plastic and reconstructive surgeon and, uh, I do mostly cosmetic now, but I do still do reconstructive work. I've always had a hand in breast cancer. Something that's really important to mm-hmm. me is to help women kind of get through the, the happier stage of that process, the reconstructive process and rebuilding them. So, um, that's, that's what I do. And, and we're going to talk about this, but what's evolved for me over time is I think the common thread is here is fitness, right? Like because yeah. of CrossFit, we're all really into being healthy and moving our bodies in whatever manner that means. It doesn't have to be CrossFit. It's something, but from CrossFit really is what gave me my drive to really learn more about nutrition. It gave me a lot more perspective on, Hey, listen, plastic surgery should be your last resort. That shouldn't be the first thing that you think about. The first thing that we should all be thinking about as physicians, in my opinion, no matter what we do is helping patients see the light for nutrition and wellness. And that that's where it all starts because If we have good nutrition and wellness, we can prevent chronic disease. And so that's become a new focus of my practice and something that I really want 
have started to bring forth in my practice already, but to really, yeah. to do more with. Yeah. It's I important. remember um, seeing you at jujitsu mm -hmm. and I was asking you, give me the lowdown. It's been a few years. And you were telling me that your med spa mm -hmm. was kind of like the next phase or ideation mm -hmm. of your business. Yeah. And you were telling me that you're okay with men or women coming in and they might be at a place that they're seeking some type of procedure mm -hmm. and you really like get into it with them around the holistic approach. Like, mm -hmm. okay, well talk to me about what you're eating. Are mm -hmm. you working out? Because as opposed to just doing a nip and a tuck mm -hmm. and calling it a day, you're really teaching them that it's so much more than just a procedure. It is a lifestyle. It and is. I was like, yes, Dr. B. Well, <laughs> and you've been talking about that for a while. I remember I having conversations with you back in 2019 around the holistic approach. So not yep. just offering. Yep what you just referred yeah. to as the nip and tuck, but it is, there's so much more to it. And yeah. I mean, that's the work we're in with girls, right? It's, it's not just the conversations we're having around confidence. Then they have to go home and there's mm -hmm. gotta be continuity between uh -huh. what their parents are mm -hmm. saying. So it's a wheel. It's, it's a whole entire right. approach, which is cool to hear you say that because I was on your social media the other day and you posted a video around a comment that you've gotten around a gentleman really undercutting what you do. Like you're just uh, in it for the money. Yeah. And I think with, with shows, I don't even have to label whatever shows they are, but mm -hmm. we see a lot of plastic surgery shows and girls are coming in with their 17th boob job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like we see the, um, the glamorized mm -hmm. side yeah. of it, but we don't get to see behind closed doors in terms of the conversations you're really having with your patients to yep. make sure that that's what they want. And I think that's really cool. It's, it's an, it's a nice approach. Yeah. That comment was interesting. So I had posted a video two days before I came across a page of a girl who, you know, was her page is unbelievable. And she was posting some stuff about herself and she's not ripped with a six pack, but she's also not obese and unhealthy. And my post was about, Hey, every, every body is different, right? Like you don't have to have a ripped six pack to be healthy. I know people who do have ripped six packs who are the most metabolically unhealthy people mm, I know. Right. And I know people who we would call soft, which I call a normal body, who are metabolically healthy, which someone might say that they're overweight. Right. And so the point of that video was to say, listen, health comes in many different packages. Right. It's not just a ripped six pack. And there was a kid's comment on that post that said, it was basically like, yeah, laugh out loud coming from the guy who like does cosmetic surgery. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting because I didn't respond and I don't usually respond to those comments. And I just let my fans come to, to the rescue, which is what always happens. Everyone starts you know, making yeah. comments back. And in the thread to him, he responded to someone who said something back to him, you know, whatever, I have a sister mm. who had had multiple procedures and I watched, you know, thankless plastic surgeons take money from her and she has body dysmorphia yeah. and no one cared about her and all they did were operations. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. Okay. He's like projecting his He's anger triggered. to what happened to him and his loved one and his sister onto me saying right. that I am just like every other plastic surgeon. And so I made a rebuttal video and the rebuttal was, look, man, it's, it's not so much about that plastic surgeon. You're projecting this to everyone else yeah. when, when we're, we're not, not all, all that same. way. Not yeah, every right. plastic surgeon is the Hollywood botched crazy lips, right. boobs surgeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of us in the community are just regular people trying to do right by other people. And yeah. there is a place for plastic surgery and there is a place for the health and wellness side too. And he and I actually exchanged DMs behind oh, closed doors. Wow. I'm that way. Like I don't like to argue with people yeah. in a post. Right. So I DM'd him and I said, Hey man, I'm sorry if I offended you. 
totally understand your pain and what's happening with your sister. Mm -hmm. I hope you understand my video. When I met, he was like, I totally get it, man. You're mm -hmm. right. I came, I came at you because I was emotional yeah. and I totally understand what you're saying. And I realize that not every surgeon is that way. So that's well, kind of how that went down. And wow. I think it's cool that you pointed out your followers came to your aid and it's because you give so much valuable content. You do an incredible job of curating content that is of value to people. And if you don't know, he has an, a huge following on, <laughs> on TikTok, which I, how is that to navigate? I don't know, but 7.8 million, 7.8 million followers yeah. on TikTok, which I mean, your videos are worth the watch. It's very cool to get that, that like view of what plastic surgery is. And that's not all you go into. You go into the medical field, mm -hmm. um, pretty vastly. And I think that's kind of where we want to take this conversation. So this guy comes at you because his sister had botched procedures and he watched this happen to her because she had body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. We work with teen and tween girls, so 10 to 18. And what we feel like Instagram, TikTok filters have done is create this image for girls to aspire to that is um, unattainable because mm -hmm. it's not real. But in their mind, they have to do all of these things to get to that filter, right? The beauty filter um, mm -hmm. on TikTok is just the base level filter. And it smooths your skin. It's amazing. It's mm -hmm. nice to put on. It's pretty nice. <laughs> but what about... We we like it. We what about the that. bold beauty filter, right? The new yeah. one that doesn't change when you put your hand in front ah, of it. And I it just, it that. snatches your face. It's like, oh my God, is this how I could really look? Mm -hmm. yeah. So it feels like we're in a constant battle with conversations with girls about them being enough. Yeah. Right. So we're curious to know how that's impacted your actual practice mm -hmm. or what you've seen in the field with not girls 10 to 18. I'm sure mm -hmm. you've had girls um, who are minors with maybe mom's permission coming in for consultations on certain things, mm -hmm. but even their moms, yeah. right? Because social media um, has a grasp on adults just as much as mm -hmm. it does kids. And if we're not aware of, of that as adults, it can obviously impact mm -hmm. our kids so much more. So what are you seeing in your, in your practice? You know, look, fortunately, I don't see a lot of people with crazy requests. Uh, there's no question that social media has an impact on the body image mm -hmm. issue. Um, but I don't have a lot of people coming in requesting crazy stuff. And I don't have a lot of young people coming in for stuff, mostly Botox and filler. Okay. And, and I have an injector that does that stuff. And we only, we only do it for people who are doing it for the right reason. If they're underage, we don't do it. Um, and so fortunately, you know, kind of what I alluded to a minute ago is we see all this out there on social media, yet I don't see it coming into my practice because mm -hmm of who I am and what I represent. Mm, right. And I don't, I don't, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really do something unusual to a patient like that. Look, I've done breast reductions in 14 year olds, but it's because they needed the operation. Yeah. They were yeah. huge, you know, but I, I know that the perception is that people are coming in wanting that. And I'm sure there are offices that get that. Yeah. I just don't get a ton of it. I really don't. Um, but it is an issue. The issue where I think this all comes down to is social media is not going away. Mm -hmm. It's not going anywhere. And it used to be, look back in our parents' days, my parents' days in the fifties and the sixties, it was Cosmo magazine showing right. these oh, women. Yeah, so it's right. always been around. Right. Yeah. Social media has just elevated the, the visuality of being able to see all of this mm -hmm. stuff. But I think it comes down to parents having real conversations with their kids, mm -hmm. you know, not being present and not controlling social media is a big part of the problem. Mm -hmm. My kids aren't on social media. They're 13 years old. They actually don't want to be for a little while. They were doing TikTok. We were letting them do it during COVID. 
And they both elected to delete their accounts after we got on them for allowing people to follow them without our permission. Right. You know, and kind of making mm, a okay. growing awareness about uh-huh. things that are happening in the sure. world and there are not always good people. But fortunately, I haven't had a lot of crazy young people coming in for lip filler and Botox and procedures. Not very often. Well, and I love I that I as a mom too. I'm like, oh, that makes me feel really good. And what I want to highlight in that is you having a standard. Mm-hmm. So you, not only as a father, but you as running this practice and having an image and mm-hmm. um, that you want to uphold, um, that's really important. And I want to make the call out too around having conversations with your kids. Mm-hmm. You have to be in these conversations all the time, mm-hmm. all the time with them. Because if it's not you, then who? Social media. Yep. Or their friends who know less than probably what your kids know. Mm -hmm. Those are the kids that are going to be influential. And we had a really powerful conversation with um, a gal named Katie McPherson, and she's local here, but does a a lot of digital literacy and digital wellness. She's a consultant. And man, talk about something that really blew my mind was when we hand our kids a phone, we're inviting. It's basically like opening your front door to your house and never shutting it. Mm -hmm. Never being like, okay, well, you never know who's going to walk on in or, you know, so good on you to have these conversations with your kids so that they can feel empowered enough to be like, I just don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. We have to tell our kids that they're enough. We have to Mm -hmm. tell our kids that they don't have to try to uphold the standard of who they see around them. I always say, Comparison is a thief of joy, right? And I mean, Amen. and we all do it. Mm-hmm. I do it. Totally. You do it. There's, I get on social media sometimes. I'm like, why isn't my account taking off like of some course. of my friends? We yeah. all do that stuff. You have to check yourself mm-hmm. and really remember that you, you are enough. And what is the goal here? Are you having fun? Are you educating? And I think sitting with your kids and just making them understand that this is not the standard. Yeah. This is not He's real life. He's pointing to his phone, everyone. This is not real life. They, yeah. I have my phone held up. This is not real life. This is people showing you the highlight reel of yep. their best moments 100%. and people not showing their worst moments. And I will say on the topic of the filter, one of the nice things that I have seen on social media late, lately that I think is awesome is a lot of women being like, what is up with this filter? Okay, here I am. Yeah. Check me out. Now let me turn this thing off. Like what? Yeah. The bold Look, beauty God, filter. Like just yeah. showing, oh, yeah. showing yeah. the with and with the out and with and without and making it, making people see and hopefully young girls seeing and boys they're like hey this really isn't the real thing it's the highlight reel of what we're seeing 100 the contrast between the two of those things and it's important to showcase that i'm not sure what your fyp looks like mine (laughs) looks like a lot of different things because i'm constantly (laughs) trying to source information for parents around these type of subjects. Mm-hmm. What what are the need to know subjects? The that, trends that kids are in, oh, are yeah. and what they're what they like. I mean, I see girls that we work with all the time, and I, I definitely feel like my mother saying this because I hated when she would be like, "What are you wearing?" But mm-hmm. now I'm like, you can't even recognize if a girl is 13 or 20. I know, based off of just oh. how <laughs> beautiful and. She has access to TikTok that teaches her mm-hmm. how to 
you know, well, there was never your face. There was never an ugly face. Like, no, I mean, I had the bowl like, cut Whoa. and two big <laughs> buck teeth. Like there was, there's, it doesn't feel like there's an a quote no. unquote ugly face. Yeah. And I'm saying that lightly. I'm not to mean any offense by it, but like I was very awkward and it doesn't feel face. like anybody's yeah. awkward anymore because <laughs> of these tutorials and, and the dancers the hair and, and the, and the, the, oh, the yeah. dance. I was yeah. like, did anybody ever do like sing songy stuff? You know, like that oh, was God. like what I did in seventh grade, but now seventh graders, I'm like, wow. It's well, a different it's world. It's just it's a, different a different world. world. And it always is going to be, right? Like it's Absolutely. always going to be different from the way that we grew up to our kids and our kids' kids are going to grow up different. It's it's just always going to change. Well, and to your point, because Mary and I actually had this conversation yesterday around, remember like when we were growing up, like the dirty rap songs that we would listen to and it like comparing yeah, like it Trina, to- Trina, Little Kim. Yeah. Totally. Comparing it now to what kids are listening to. And we had this moment- this conversation yesterday of like, but that music was just music to us right? because we had parents and coaches and other people telling us and helping us really well, establish who we were. And we weren't bombarded point. by it. And we, we were bombarded by it with social media. Right. Where you like, we, where we got to kind of like get away, but now it's just in kids face faces all the time where they're like well i'm gonna now be her because yeah. mom and dad are like very distracted doing work stuff and i'm kind of on my own and i'm trying to figure out who i am and no one's really helping me do that so guess what i'm going to turn to pop culture i'm going to turn to tiktok mm -hmm. i'm going to turn to social media to help guide me I mean, in look, answering those questions in our day like kids hung up posters of magic johnson and that's what they wanted to be and become that now it's on your phone in front of you right, so yeah. It's not going away. I think the conversations just need to happen yeah. and they need to be real with kids. And this is the problem, right? Like too many parents throw the device at the kid because it's a babysitter 100%. and they don't want to raise their children and deal with them, quote, right. quote, deal with them. Right. And so I think there needs to be a little bit of, hey man, you decided to have children. This is not for the faint of heart. They need you to guide them through life. Need. They cannot have a phone guide them through life. They cannot learn the things they need to learn yeah. about life from anyone else but through you. And that's what really needs to happen is parents need to step in and be like, look, enough is enough. Yep. We're already cutting their time on their iPads and stuff. Yeah. It's huge. Oh, yeah. And that, it's hard for people it's hard because to now do we're used good boys. to it. Yeah. Oh, well, totally. They are. But same with our conversation with Katie McPherson the other day saying the same thing. It's like parents have that notion that their their kids are good kids so they're not going to do anything bad or right. nothing bad will happen to them online because they're good kids and they're aware right. she said that obviously statistically is not the case at all mm -hmm. regardless of how good of kids they are they're going to get distracted they're gonna something is going to happen mm -hmm. and exactly what you just said they need you as the guider mm -hmm. that's that's why you had kids mm -hmm. is to raise them in a way that is appropriate and throwing a phone at them is not um I want to take a little detour or circle back to my FYP page because yeah. I stumbled upon this gentleman the other day who is 27 years old and he had a plethora of surgeries all at the same time. So this was a, I don't, I, I don't want to, I hate saying it was a social media stunt, but he had, I mean, his face was seven times the size of his face because he had several so surgeries at the same time. Wow. So he's got this side-by-side. -side. It says 2019 before any surgeries, just botched fillers. Now, so we're at 2023, dissolved my filler and had two nose jobs, three lift lips, three lift lifts, three temple lifts, a 
full facelift. I can't pronounce that word. Canthroplasty. Canthroplasty. Bleph. Blepharoplasty. Thank you. Ears <laughs> pinned. Bucacal fat removed and buckle. a neck. Yeah, buckle fat. Buckle fat removal and a neck liposuction. Jeez, 27. So he's 27 and I want to show you the picture of him. And I want to talk about this for a minute because in 10, 20, 30 years, what is this, what is Mm -hmm. this going to do for him? What are the repercussions that he's going to suffer because he decided to do all of these and at once as well? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to have any long-term repercussions. The problem here is that clearly- if someone, number one, someone that age went to a surgeon who just doesn't care, yeah, right? Because you're, they're not, and I wasn't there, so I, I wasn't with the surgeon. Right. I yeah. can only presume that a surgeon, he's a nice looking man beforehand yeah, right. and he's nice looking afterwards. You have to have an ethical surgeon look at this guy and be like, hey, what is the goal here? What, right. what are we doing? Yeah. Like, what are we trying to improve here? Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Number two, unless he had botched procedures, I mean, it's not going to harm him down the road the question is how much is this going to continue over time yeah so and, mentally and all of the crazy crazy pictures you've seen me put up of people who've had not like Donatello Versace uh-huh. like mm-hmm. the crazy amounts of filler and the crazy amounts of procedures at some For point decades at some point you do structurally destroy the nose where yeah. you can't not do anything yeah. further to help them. And you do start to structurally injure the integrity of the face and the and the soft tissues. So long-term, if he continues to do that, it's it's a huge problem. The bigger conversation is, does he have body dysmorphia? Yeah. And how are we going to deal with that? Yeah. Well, and uh, taking what you just said, so if someone's listening to this, we have a lot of parents who mm-hmm. tune into our podcast. And um, if their daughter is hyper, aware of her image. And Mm -hmm. that's all she cares about. That's all she talks about. She's constantly doing selfies or, uh, you know, and how do parents who might have like a little inkling be like, man, is this something more? Mm -hmm. Is this something more that I need to really address? address?" What would you say to parents that might be towing the line with that? Yeah. I mean, I think first is recognizing the problem, understanding that, wow, this doesn't seem normal what my child is doing right now. Really, really concentrated and focused on the way that she looks. Have that conversation. Why do you feel this way? I think that's really important is starting with the conversation with kids. Where is it coming from? Figuring out the root cause. Who are they hanging out with? That's yeah. a big thing, right? Like yeah. we, we are who we hang out with. Right. So are they hanging out with people that only care about that stuff? And I think it all starts with a conversation. And once you recognize that, one thing I do like about this day and age and the time that we're in is mental health and having a mental health specialist and, and, a, and a therapist talk with kids is so much more commonplace today yeah, than it ever 100%. was, yeah. which is a great thing. Yeah. And making it known like we did for our boys, right? So my boys are autistic and you guys know that. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're what we would call high functioning. I know that we don't like to say high functioning or low functioning. They have autism. They're autistic. And um, we started uh, having them talk to someone for mental health like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Just because, you know, they think different. They see the world different. We recognize that. Yeah. The therapist that I have in my practice that we haven't gotten into this yet that helps my patients with their mental health with oh, body image great. and stuff. I have a mental health specialist. Yeah. She was an ABA therapist before cool. she started doing some adult stuff. Cool. And Brody was having a really hard time in fifth grade because we separated the boys. They wanted to be in separate classes. So Alexis and I just realized like we, we need them to be comfortable talking to someone. So all of this to say, planting that seed in your kid's head 
that talking to someone doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just maybe you don't want to air out that conversation between me and you or me and your, your father. Parents, yeah. But like, let's let you go talk to someone that might help you figure out what's important because kids at that age are trying to figure the world mm-hmm. out. And this world 100%. is so crazy different now yeah. that I can't imagine what it's like to be a kid who's 12, 13, 14, 15, totally. 18. Yeah. Um, and something we um, were talking about the other day was just how much we're on a screen. Mm-hmm. So even on a Zoom meeting, like seeing yourself, right? We, yeah. we have a we have an obsession almost. We're looking <laughs> at who we are. Mm-hmm. So if you're cruising, your, I've been asked your, that a lot oh, since God. COVID. If facelift well, yeah. procedures went up since Zoom happened during Stop. COVID, oh, that's yeah. funny. Did they? I don't do facial cosmetic <laughs> surgery anymore. Like, we but, don't anymore. But I but I think there were a lot of people coming in for Botox and filler, and after looking at their looking at themselves, faces, well, yeah, and that I. I think that can I be I caught a, myself doing that yesterday and so I'm like, whoa. Yeah, my eyebrows were eyebrow and I do it as well. And let's establish that it's okay to do that a stuff. There, there is a time and a place I, for it, it. It totally is. Yeah. Um, but the, I think one of the first steps you can take is looking at your child's social media if they have it mm-hmm. and or their camera roll. Mm-hmm. Because if there's yeah. an obsessive amount of selfies yeah. in the same outfit from different angles, I think that's also an indicator that you need to have a conversation around yeah. how your child views themselves. And taking charge with your kid and yeah. saying, like we tell, we tell our kids, when you get a phone, it is not your phone. It is We have all the codes to it. We track everything on it that you do. Yeah. It is not your phone. We are honoring you by letting you have one. And if there's something that we don't like, we take it away 100%. and being okay with that. Yeah. Say it again for the people in the back. Well, and because what I, I want to say to um to kind of piggyback off you, Mare, was I saw a video yesterday, uh, and it was the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. And um it was Chloe and Kim. They were sitting kind of back and um, Kylie was doing one of their makeups. Or maybe Cor- it was Courtney. It was Courtney. It was Courtney. Kylie and was doing Courtney's makeup. Yeah, and she said I something about her nose. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was about her her ears. I totally oh. watched that show with my wife. I, d- I hey, mean, no, it's a guilty I pleasure. It. It's a guilty too. pleasure. But what was interesting is like oh, someone that we idolize. A lot of girls idolize Kylie Jenner. Yeah. She's beautiful. She's successful. And watching her in this video yesterday when she was like, you guys used to make fun of me for my ears. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we did? Mm -hmm. Very unaware. And she was like, yeah, you guys would call me Dumbo and pull my ears. I remember that. And um, Courtney goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And she goes, that took me down. Like for five years, I never wore my hair up because I hated my ears. Isn't that crazy? And guess who has my ears now? Her daughter. Her daughter. And she goes, and I love her ears, which then made me love my ears. So it's interesting to just also call out that we have to be mindful mm-hmm. of how we're speaking to our kids too. Totally. Even Not if just to our of, kids, but about ourselves. Right. Because Even obviously we're passing those out features. Of, out of, you know, out of play or humor or whatever. But well, yeah, you know my brother's story. Courtney, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney, or, um, yeah, Courtney was like, it was a total joke. We had right. no idea that you were for five years yeah. holding this. And looking at yourself thinking you were le- less than. And we're like, that's Kylie Jenner. And Whoa. we see this in body image all the time, right? Like I, I, I'm faced with patients who were told they were fat their whole life. Or, yeah. you know, and that, that's really hard for people. And it makes them hard to embark on the weight loss journey because they're like, am I? Am I able to do this? Right. Or am I always that person that I was made fun of? Or can I make right. change? And helping them realize with through the mental health specialist I have that 
yeah, you can make change. You're you're not you're not who you were. Mm-hmm. You who you're who you are now. And you're and you not want other to be people's now. perception of you either. Yeah, exactly. Be kids or kids can be mean. Kids are mean. They don't. They can't. But they, they don't. I think sometimes they don't realize how mean they're mm-hmm. being. Well, right. and there's a lot to that in terms of what we're getting into with like we have to have conflict resolution, right? So we have to give them opportunities to push back on Mm -hmm. us. So maybe they don't want to make their bed. Allow them to get their jabs out at you, on you at home in those little things so they don't go to school and take it out on people who are just as vulnerable as they are within school. So there's a lot to, I mean, we see our kids as, selfish and if they're they're not compliant then they're you know they're going against what mom and dad are saying mm-hmm. so do as i do and i'm gonna you're grounded or give me your phone where the consequences aren't necessarily matching the behavior and then that's carrying into school again mm-hmm. so yeah kids kids can definitely be mean and i don't think they understand how mean they can be yeah. but there's things that we can do at home in order to prevent that Jill, I mean, you could probably identify with this, right? Like one of the hardest things with kids is being like in a moment, like I would do it this way. I want them to do it this way. Ego, just ego, like, ego, ego. Just do it your way. It's, yeah, all, totally. it's all good, man. Yeah, man. Like I wouldn't do it that way, but it's still not wrong. And instead of correcting <laughs> yep, yep. them, it's hard yes. to hold yourself back and just being like, Yo, you fold it that way. Right. It's, it's not going to yep. affect it. And like I'll try correcting them it. all the time. Yeah, but you do it later when they're not around. <laughs> but trying to correct them all the time makes them feel unimportant. Like right. they don't have a well, voice like and they don't, their way is not good enough. You right. know, we like to say, allow your kid to pull you. Totally. If you're pulling your kid, you got to check yourself because totally. you're going to wreck yourself and him. No helicopter her. parenting. <laughs> no snow plowing, no helicoptering, man. Yeah. I want to circle back around to the Kylie Jenner um, part of this because yeah. it's been in the news recently too. Like she has claimed to not have had plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Then you go to like mm. the Jennifer Love Hewitt who has claimed to change her hair, her hair and not her face. Yeah. What What is that? Because we see it. We see the changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously that they're under a microscope. There's a lot of scrutiny there. Um, I don't like feeling like I'm the crazy one. I'm like, clearly you've had plastic surgery. Of course. And we don't know what, but it, it, it's it's obvious. The proof is in the pudding. You know, I just had this conversation with someone the other day in a post about um, should people, celebrities or anyone, have to admit that they've had procedures? Mm-hmm. And my point of view is, no, they shouldn't have to admit it. But what they also shouldn't do is blatantly lie about it. So if they could, there's a way around it, right? Like, yeah. Have you had a BBL? Have you had a rhinoplasty? Mm-hmm. You know what? That's not a topic I feel comfortable discussing rather than just be like, no, I haven't had plastic I surgery. My hair. When everyone knows, when you see their before right. and afters, I've posted this stuff about the two of them looking at Kylie then and now. It's clearly rhinoplasty right. surgery, clearly has had yeah. facial filler, clearly has had other things done. I don't know about the BBL or anything like that, yeah. but they've obviously had procedures and they have the financial means and that's okay. That's their choice. Totally. 100%. But you shouldn't lie about it. Yeah. You should just say, I'm not comfortable talking about it. But when you lie about it, now you're making other girls that see you believe that you're naturally that way. Right. And now they're going to try to attain that. That picture by any means image. necessary. Right. And that's so, a problem. Yeah. That's where we get into... Yeah. yeah, body dysmorphia, but then mm-hmm. eating disorders mm-hmm. and trying to attain things that yeah. are just completely unattainable. And yeah. I'm sorry, girls will go to any length. Yeah. I mean, I remember it back when I was in high school, middle school. I was stealing my mother's slim fast. Oh, I was taking yeah. hydroxy cut. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, That's yeah. So crazy. And uh-huh. I, did, I, did get, um, I did get a boob job when I was 19, but I 
and I, I clearly still have my implants. But I, that for me was not because I was like trying to like, you know, do it for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up in a, a very Italian family who my mother, my grandmother always had really big breasts. And I was like, I was a gymnast growing up. I have like, I had nothing. nothing. Yeah. And I also have no hips. So I have kind of this boyish figure. It's very fit, muscular. And when I got this done, it just completed me. It yeah. felt like, oh, okay. Here I am. I loved who I was, yeah. but it just made me feel like, oh, now I have this piece of femininity that I was looking for. It, um, and I am totally against, or I'm, I'm, I'm for when people are doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Look, it brings up a good conversation because I, I did one, an augmentation, a 19 year old, her mom came in for the consult, very similar story. Um, and this is where I feel like it's up to the surgeon to understand the ethics. And I had a real talk conversation with her about, listen, implants aren't a joke. You're going to have them the rest of your life. This yeah. is not your only operation. You will have probably another one or two in your life. If you decide to keep your implants for your whole life. Um, we need to really make sure that this is what you're doing for yourself because you want to do it. And it was very similar, very, very pretty young lady, small chest. And look, people might hear this and go, well, so what? Love yourself. Just be right. who you are. Look, yeah. if we all were hundred percent confident in our skin right. and felt that way, and yeah, no one would do anything. But the reality is we all judge ourselves and, yeah. and look in the mirror. And sometimes it doesn't mean that you don't love yourself or that you're confident. It just means you want something changed that you don't like. I had a rhinoplasty. So long story short, this girl I felt in our conversation was doing it for the right reasons. And so I performed the operation for her with yeah. her, her consent and her mother's consent. And I think there is a place for it. And I think that the society needs to really understand that it is okay to do stuff. Just make sure that the surgeon is ethical you're having real conversations with the patients about yeah. what they're getting into. And if all of those things align, then it's all good. And Just like I told good. you before we started, right. I've done reductions in 14 year old girls who right. were so big that they couldn't go to PE or they're getting bullied. Yeah, that's it, cool. That changes their confidence yeah. in the same way that you 100%. getting implants yeah. changed your confidence. My mom got a breast rejection. I was like, well, we could have just done a little swap, but yeah. a little swip <laughs> swap. But um, I totally agree. hundred percent. I just, um, I, I think it needs to be for the right reasons. Yeah. Well, I just don't like surgeons that are randomly doing anything for anyone just to do the case and collect it. the money and move on. Like for me, I'm trying to shake up the, my industry. What I want to see happen is I would really like to see us focus more on health and wellness for being in a healthy body, yeah. not for looking a certain way. I think it's okay mm-hmm. to want to look a certain way. But even weight loss, I think weight loss is focused on the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Weight loss is focused on getting skinny and being fit. No, weight loss is avoiding metabolic disease, cardiac disease, metabolic, I mean, metabolic syndrome, cancer, all the things that can really harm you that are associated with obesity. The conversation should be, we're losing weight to be more healthy. Right. You don't need to be a rail. You don't need to have a six pack, but we need to be in a healthy place where lab values are looking good because I think- if you guys haven't read the book called Outlive by Dr. Peter Atia, he was the doctor on, did you see the um, the Chris Hemsworth show on uh, on Disney Plus, Limitless? Amazing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So Wait. Peter Atia is the physician in that video. Oh, He's a cool. longevity okay. specialist. Yeah. And I read his book and it's incredible. Cool. At a young age, as early as 15, we're seeing coronary artery disease in children. Mm. Some of it could be genetically oh. related, but the fact of the matter is this cardiac disease is not a disease of 
50, 60, 70, 80 year olds, it started somewhere. There is no sudden heart attack. What was happening has been happening for 20 plus years in your body. So the focus Mm. needs to be more on losing weight so that we're living in healthy bodies so that while we are alive, our health span is as good as it can be and functional. We talk about that a lot too in terms of while we're alive, right? We get one body and we're in this microwave culture where if it's broken, we can throw it away, we can replace it, we can fix it. Mm -hmm. We can't do that with our body. So starting from within, that internal validation of how you love yourself, how do you start to love yourself? What are the practices that you can put into play in order to begin to have a healthy relationship with yourself without seeking Mm -hmm. external validation? And obviously for all the reasons we've talked about today, that can be hard. I mean, I saw a a headline yesterday that was from Demi Lovato and she said something like, I feel the most confident when I'm having sex. And I was like, that's great. And you're telling people that you feel the most confident when you're getting externally validated physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. How are you validating yourself? Mm -hmm. How are you validating who you are as a person without somebody else telling you how to show up? I just feel like that's such the wrong messaging. So I love your mission and vision overall. I love that you have a therapist. I'm assuming they come in with your 19-year-old cases yeah, to I mean, talk when, about when I need them, like When that, I identify yeah. a patient who I feel is either struggling with the issue and they're not really maybe doing it for the right reason, or I've ha- had one patient tell me, she goes, you know what? I definitely have a bad relationship with food and oh. I probably would benefit from talking to someone. Mm-hmm. And she had a conversation with, with her. So we used to make everyone see them just a quick 15-minute visit, but now it's more like if I think that someone needs them, I do it. Um, and it's really... It's, it's a whole nother aspect of my business. We can talk about another day, but it's a concept that I would like to try to, to do in my company and then bring it forth to other practices around the country. It's just, I feel like everyone should be focusing on the mental health. Like there's enough people out there who you can't exercise breasts to be high and tight, right? right. Like they just, there's nothing you can do health and fitness to make your breasts higher and tighter right. if that's what you want. There's enough people out there who will need operations because it's right for them and I can do it. Right. And I can make money in my business doing that, but I can also make money in my business guiding the ones who aren't there yet, who don't have the mental health to make the right decision, who aren't in the body to, to be able to have a good tummy tuck or to get the best result right. yet, yeah. help guide them through that wellness journey so that when they do have surgery, now they're set up not only to maintain it, but they have done everything they can do physically to get into their best body. So now when they're going into surgery for like a tummy tuck for loose skin, they're thinking, look, man, I have maximized my ability to lose weight, to to be healthy and be the best I can be. And now it's up to doc to take off this extra skin that I hate. And now I'm going to maintain it for the rest of my life because I have the things in place to do it. And, And I feel great in my body. And why shouldn't everyone be able to feel the best in their oh, body. Oh, God, it's our home. Well, and I think there is something to say about all of that, that, I mean, for 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 you to be able to be that safe adult, whether you are speaking with young adults or adults, mm-hmm. um, but I think it is some, like, coming to someone like you and someone might be sharing something that they have never shared before. It's super vulnerable. Like, being like, I hate the way that I look. And I've been holding Mm -hmm. this in for 20 years and I'm coming to you because I need help. Mm -hmm. And for you to have, again, the awareness to, to really listen to them, to guide them like, Hey, let's, let's actually, let's, let's try this first or go talk to this person first. Mm -hmm. Like it is, it is so 
heartwarming to hear and and promising that you see how it works well in your practice that you want to carry it out with other practices. Do you get pushback on that? Like, are people frustrated when you say, let's take a different route first? I've only had a couple people push back on the mental health specialist when we were kind of mandating that everyone did it. But um, most people are okay with it. Okay. And, and I'll tell you, like, I have a, I have a story. I'll tell you, this is a, this is a pretty crazy story. A woman that I did a breast cancer reconstruction on many, many, many years ago, one of my oldest patients came back for a vision, struggled with weight loss her whole life. It's always been kind of an up and down. And she came in almost for one of her last visits with me. We'd done some revisionary surgery for her breast and we were talking about weight loss and health and wellness. And, and as we're having this conversation, I'm like, have you ever talk to a nutritionist and I have a mental health specialist and maybe I have someone who can help you. And she's like, no, I haven't. Long story short, this is what I'm talking about. This is where I feel like practices are kind of failing and maybe just not everyone's like me. I have these conversations with people. Yeah. She confides in me that she was sexually abused as a child. Mm. Right. And she talks about her ex-husband and how um, she was always heavy and didn't want to have sex with him. And as we're having this conversation, I'm like, so do you think that you are intentionally yo-yoing with your weight because you're nervous to make yourself sexy to have sex because you were abused at a young age and you've just never dealt with that? And she started crying. Yeah. And I said, listen. I'm like, that. those are the conversations. I feel you. I've never happened to me, so I can't know what that yeah. feels like. But if you're looking for an explanation why you've been yo-yoing your whole life and you can't lose weight, this is it. And you need yeah. to talk to someone about yeah. it. And she was like, okay, like, I, I want to do that. Well, like, because I, at I that need to, point, nothing else you do is going to matter. There's nothing it's that I could do surgically. Yeah, let's just say, right. let's just, yeah. yeah, let's say I did lipo or tummy yeah. tuck on her. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter because her mind hadn't right. been yeah. repaired. And until she repaired her mind, the surgery was irrelevant. And so yeah. I think just, I want surgeons to be more in tune with the fact that the person sitting in front of you is not just a body to do it's an operation on to make them look good and you might right. be talented at doing it yeah. but there's a little bit more to the story right and as soon as she confided in me that she had yo-yoed with her weight her whole life i just kind of probed a little bit and this came out and it was yeah. like oh crap now i'm not equipped to help you with that right but i can but send I you to someone who can yeah there's resources God, and that's such a good point because we talk all the time about how different generations have different problems with their parents mm-hmm. or things that they grew up with default programming and whatnot. Use that with your kids too. Don't carry on what you got from your parents to your kids so they continue to have and showcase the same problems, Mm -hmm. right? We have to have space for our kids, which is where we like to come in to give them room to talk about things like Mm -hmm. that, that they may never have talked about before. I mean, she's, what did you say? Well, in door 50s? Oh yeah. 60s? I mean, to hold that for so long is such a I mean, it's, it's awful. Yeah. And I'm sure it ruined so many things that she oh, had going on for herself. Yes. We time. don't want that oh. for your girls. Right. So yes, obviously in your case, Jill, there was something that completed you, but I'd imagine too, in a lot of cases to want to change your body, there is a lot going on in your head for mm-hmm. you to get to that point mm-hmm. to think that that's going to be the solve. Right. So these just, girls that you guys help, yeah. do you find them talking about wanting to have procedures and filler and Botox and operations? Like, does that stuff come up? I think we're a little young for that, but what they do talk about is not liking their body yeah, or um, what other people have said to them and how they take that on and internalize it or wear it as, as 
you know, armor now. So mm-hmm. yeah, th- whether it's, it's their smile or mm-hmm. their eyes, it's definitely from other people poking at them. So it's laying the foundation for those conversations to start, especially like I said, I'm all over TikTok. I'm trying to get news and make sure people know what's going on with mm-hmm. this generation. But like Alex Earl, beautiful, popular, amazing, like good for her. She's doing the thing, but she's getting filler and lip. She's 21 years old. So she's getting Botox and filler and she's gorgeous. And these girls are seeing this girl come up yeah. and, and gain notoriety. And if they already don't like something about themselves, then they see that as the solve. Well, I could just go do what Alex Earl did. Mm-hmm. I could get the Kim Kardashian procedure, right? We plaster these women all over. We put them front and center as an example. So it seems like the solve. Yeah. So we're, like I said, we're a little young for that, but the foundation is being laid in what they're hearing about themselves, then what they're thinking about themselves, then how they're speaking about themselves. Mm-hmm. It's the writings on the wall. You know, one of the lateral problems with this is there are a lot of ethical surgeons out there that turn these people away. And that's why you see these people go into hotel rooms and, and get, get silicone injection in their faces. They get botched because good surgeons and good providers have said no. And they're determined and they're like, to well, hear guess yes. What? I'm going to find so they somebody go who's going to black market do and what I want. I'll tell yeah. you what, man, it's, it's a problem. Mm. Yeah. The problem. Oh my gosh. This was such a amazing yeah. conversation. So with that said, make sure you're having conversations with your daughter because we don't want her to end up in a hotel room and, with a botched filler. Right. And, and, and listen, not only your daughter, but you too. And the question that you listen. asked, I think also for parents out there is just, you know, if you are going to be okay with a, a kid having a procedure or doing something, you've got to do diligence and do your research. I know it can be very hard, but for people out there that need to know, every state has a medical board. You can go to their website. You can look up the doctor. You can make sure they're board certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery. It is the only board that certifies plastic surgery in this country. Um, no, look up if they've had injunctions against them or claims or fraudulent things happen. Like there is information at your fingertips. Make sure that you just go visit with many surgeons and, and make sure that you jive with them. Well, and we'll include a little yeah. checklist along with this episode if people are interested in learning mm-hmm. more on kind of the steps that they should take. So a roadmap per se on yeah. if this is something they're thinking either for themselves or even conversations with their kids that they can have an appropriate step-by-step guide, they need if to you buy will. buy my book. The Real Beauty Bible. The Real Well, beauty. we will absolutely <laughs> include that in our show notes as it well. It goes through yeah. all of this, but now yeah, for great. sure. Cool. So, I mean, Ricky, Dr. Ricky B. Come on now. <laughs> the Real TikTok. The Real TikTok. Well, I love what you guys are doing. I think young women need it. Obviously, boys are important too. Your focus just happens yeah. to be young women. Um, and it's really good to have women out, out there like you guys, you know, showing them and being a role model to just live who they are and accept who they are. And also... If one day at a mature age, they want to do something, that's okay too. Right. As long as it's for the right reasons. As long as it's for the right reasons. Do the work. Yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Honestly, the work that you do is incredible as well. Thank you. So thank you. Appreciate you. You guys, we'll see you on the next episode of What's the Lesson? See ya. Bye everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to What's the Lesson? If you're feeling the same, I can do anything attitude that we are, here's how you can keep the momentum going. Spread the good vibes. Share this episode with your friends, family, or give us a shout out on your social media. Fancy a trip to iTunes Town? We're all ears for your ratings and reviews. Seriously, we read each one of them. Your thoughts are like gold to us. Lastly, let's be friends. 
Hang out with us on social media for more awesome content and behind the scenes action. And until we meet again, remember our golden rule. Turning those WTF moments into WTL moments is a superpower. Practice is always progress. And you've got this.